What are you listening to? You don't know that the guy's just put I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... All right, listen up, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasano, live from Atlantic City. My first uh, podcast live in Atlantic City here. Here, as always, with my good friend Scott Bracey. What's going on, dude? Good afternoon. Congratulations on the new place, my friend. Yeah, it's coming along. Coming it along. looks I quite lovely. TV, so that's, uh, that's half the battle is having a TV. Yes. Yes, it I is. Was I was telling a friend yesterday, they were like, how you doing? And I'm like, uh, the TV's working and now it feels like home. So that's always when you can settle in and just watch the TV with a cocktail. <laughs> You're like, okay. You're making this sound like the Carousel of Progress at Disney World right now. Well, listen, because <laughs> the first two days I didn't have any, <laughs> I had no TV because Comcast Ooh. with their delivery system, whatever, I couldn't, they didn't get their stuff here on time. So I had nothing. It's like, look at your phone, read a book. Ooh, and I don't read books. So no, I did. But anyway, so yeah, so we're, we're, we're moving in. It's, it's happening little by little and uh, it's becoming home. So that's kind of nice. Good. Um, I have to tell you, like the first weekend of NFL playoffs, I think both of us and maybe other people were, I think disappointed is a little overstatement, but we were underwhelmed by the mm -hmm. games and we talked about how maybe the expansion of the playoffs wasn't worth it because the teams that made it probably shouldn't have made it. They both lost. Um, there was a lot of blowouts that first weekend, and it caused like a little concern, like, oh, is this how it's going to be? Well, between two weeks ago and this past weekend, worry not, my friends. The NFL has delivered in full AFC. The cream NFC of the crop. Oh, my goodness. The AFC NFC championship games did not disappoint. Get us started. What, what did we say? Although, I have to say, even though the NFC game was close, it was a little bit of a yawner. And well, I don't that's, that's just because of the way the Niners style. play. Yeah, That's their yeah. style. They're a grinded-out kind of team, and that's their style. You want to start with that one? Let's No, let's go to the first game of the okay. afternoon in Arrowhead Stadium. Upset City. Kansas Oof. City loses. They blow a huge lead. And Cincinnati pulls it out 27-24. Was Tales that game 21-3 at one point? It was. Taylor two halves for both squads, my friend. Well, what's interesting is that it might have been a tale of a little bit more than two halves. Like, it kind of started in the at the very end of the first half. When Casey got greedy. So Cincinnati scores a touchdown. Analytics again, bro. Analytics. Oh, dude, we are um, way ahead of the curve with everybody else here. I, I hear your friend, um, Colin Cowherd, starting to come around on the idea of, you know, these are people. Your analytics don't take into consideration momentum and all of the kinds of things we've talked about. They yeah. should have kicked it. You know, Kansas City. Like yeah, Cincinnati made. Exactly. So, you know, Cincinnati scores. Kansas City comes right down the field, and they get down there. And either either you can blame Mahomes for throwing it in the flat, or you could just say, go kick the field, go take the points. 24-10 well, sounds a lot better. Well, if you notice, he didn't know he didn't know they were out of timeouts. Uh, After the play was dead, he's going to call timeout. 
No. And realized that they didn't have any. That's so that's not good. Right. For a guy that's, that's unacceptable. A, for a guy that's been a four straight championship games, that's not a good start. Man. All right. Not, this stuff does happen. Tom Brady thought it was third down against yeah. the Chicago Bears and it was actually fourth down, but but that's, it was also that was also a game in October. Yeah, and this that's is a championship a problem. game. Yeah, that was the last game they lost that year, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah, so that that stop right there, keeping it at 21-10 and a huge tag. It's almost like, you know, defensively, you kind of look at that as like a goal line stand. I guess it's considered oh, a goal absolutely. line stand. It really wasn't on the goal line, but it's inside the five. And more than anything, you stop that momentum of Kansas City just running, running, running through you like a hot knife through butter. I mean, they would pretty much did anything they want wanted in the first half, even up, even that drive. So what you said about two halves is true because then the second half, so they get that stop and keep it at 21-10. And the second half, Patrick Mahomes was like a different quarterback. It was like he – you know what he did? He went into last year's Super Bowl mode Yep, where he's trying to make everything happen on every play. And this – listen, the guy has almost no weaknesses. This is probably one of them. Uh, we saw this earlier in the year when he was constantly trying to make big play after big play after big play when the big play wasn't available. That's probably the biggest complaint that we had earlier in the season. Like you're just – forcing big plays and not taking what's given. And then they adjusted, and then they went on a seven-game winning streak. Um, that second half, it looked like he was just – it was almost like he was trying to say, you know, let's – we didn't get that score at the end of the first half, and now let's let's put the topper on this. Let's end this game quick. And he was forcing it, and it didn't happen. Yeah, that it makes never sense. Happened. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and Cincinnati were- just kept hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. Joe Burrow – it, it was just – it was something else. Go ahead. I don't, I don't you, want to interrupt you. You brought something up before about hot knife through butter, the run game. Where'd the run game go in the second half? I don't know. Yeah, this is a, this is why your your tale of two halves is so true. It was like two different teams. It, it was almost like it was almost like someone told Andy Reid, listen, you got to take McKinnon out of the game. You got to put Edwards Hilaire in the game. Like, why? Yeah, like, I don't what know. The hell? Like, it was, the, and the screen dump off game, it was totally – dude, it it was weird. It was so weird to watch the, the change of Yeah, what's and, what's odd about and, that is that Cincinnati really didn't play it any differently in the second half. They they more or less did what they did in the first half in the second half. They did it a little better, obviously. I think it was more Kansas City and really Patrick Mahomes pressing a little bit. Um but yeah, it just well, was, you, know, it, you know the old saying, shit rolls downhill. It's hard to it's hard to when you start seeing the momentum go the other way, it's well, kind of so, hard to all right, so you, this is a great point. This is what I thought about that day, and I meant to write it down, and I didn't, so I'm going to bring it up now. More than any other sport, more than any other sport, you think of a baseball game, if a team is rolling, you bring in a pitcher, and he shuts down that offense, yeah. and the momentum is dead. Like basketball, there's so many possessions. There's so much scoring. Momentum is like, you know, there's a pendulum in basketball. One team scores six, the next team scores nine, and they go back yeah. and forth. Yep, yep. But in football – it really is like, you know, once one team really starts rolling, it is hard. It is hard to stop them. It's kind of what you saw in the first half. Cincinnati just couldn't couldn't stop Kansas City. And then once Cincinnati took that momentum, Kansas City literally never took it back. Never. Th- th- they never took it back. And it's, man, you know, that might be one of the most, you know, one of the f- most fun, exciting things about football is that that momentum switches. And, you know, if you're a Kansas City fan, you guys, you're like, 
what the hell? Like, come on, just start. And and those players, yeah, like, yeah, they ain't having it, man. It just isn't exactly. happening. Like, we can't, we can't stop this moment. It's an odd thing, man. It's almost like this invisible, you know, energy field that you're pushing against, and you, you know, sometimes you just can't turn it in the other direction. It's wild like that. So we're gonna get into this in a little while, obviously, um, about Eric enemy and coaches. Yeah. Now. Does he get a little blame? Does Reed get the blame? Does Mahomes get the blame? Does Cincinnati get credit? All the above? Right, so first of all, everybody who wants to say that enemy is the play caller, which he is not, he may call some plays, but he's not the play caller. I'm sorry. Right. Um, if you're going to say he's the play caller, then you got to give him some blame, right? Like you can't kill Leslie Frazier for the second for the, for the last drive and overtime Buffalo, for the Bills yeah, against yeah. Kansas City if you're not going to kill enemy now. You got to be fair. If he's the play caller, then you gotta you gotta give him some of the, you got gotta give him some of the blame, right? Um, Definitely. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. I give Andy Reid. You know, you know, you gotta give him some heat too. Like, I didn't see like adjustments. I didn't see them doing anything different. And then you gotta wonder. And this is what I'm saying. Whether it's us or anybody else talking about this, without being in that locker room or on the sideline, it's really difficult to say what they did do and what they didn't do and who this falls on. Maybe they made adjustments, and Patrick Mahomes just kept trying to force it where he felt like forcing it, running around. You know, he does that run around thing, and sometimes he just makes magic happen. You're like, dude, there's nobody in the league. He did like it that. twice in the first half, and then he does it other times, and it costs him. Yeah, you know, costs yeah. him. So. You know, it almost cost them at the end of the game where he scrambled, scrambled, scrambled and got sacked and ended up making it a significantly longer field goal than it needed to be, but they made it anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, on the other side of the ball, you can't really say enough about Joe Burrow. Um, it wasn't we're, like he had. We're going to, we're going to try. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like he had this phenomenal game. And, and this time of year, especially. It comes to, for uh, what you're seeing now with Cincinnati. I'm trying to word this properly. That's why I'm not like getting this, getting this out. I'm like, can't spit this out really well. Especially this time of year when everyone's really good. If you've made it to the championship weekend, all four teams are really good. Okay. Even if you're surprised that you're there, I remember when the Steelers made it as a wild card, you're, you're really good. You're either really good or you're rolling, right? And a lot of it is going to come down to belief in yourself and belief in your own team, belief in your coaches, belief in your teammates. And I tell you what, man, you talk about a guy who has turned around opinions, belief systems in an organization that has been more or less dysfunctional for like 30 years. 25 years, years yeah. And yeah. he's done it in a year and a half because we forget that he lost a half a year last year. It's pretty stunning because those guys buy into Joe Burrow. They they truly believe. And this is why I compare him more to Joe Montana than some other people say like, um, uh, oh, my God, Tony Romo or other. Like, I see Joe Montana because there was nothing there was nothing particular about Joe Montana physically that you were like, wow, this guy's just uber talented. He wasn't Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't uh, Justin Rogers. Herbert or Josh Allen or any Rogers like with the cannon arm. He was kind of a regular looking guy. Like he wasn't particularly big, didn't have a particularly strong arm, wasn't fast, but he always made it happen. And that's kind of Joe Burrow, man. Like run for a first down out of nowhere, like get that first down or make that third down pass and make get the completion, get the first down. He just, you know, 
we were saying Joe Cool. He really is kind of Joe Cool, man. He looks like he's never pressing, and he more often than not makes the play. Good God. It's fun to watch, man. It's fun to watch with a guy this young. Yeah. Um, and to add to that with the Bengals as a whole, the kicker, bro, McPherson. Oh, my God. Is he a character or what? Ice in the veins, four for four. The only team to draft a kicker. Yeah. So the Bengals and Florida Gators were having fun with the game. Go, See what happens when you draft a kicker? Like, <laughs> That's it's, it's so important. Uh, yeah. Um, it's fascinating. It really is something else. Um, what, what were our picks on that game? Do you remember? Do you have? We both game? had the Bengals. We both had the Bengals, yeah. yeah. I think I even said maybe throw a couple bucks on a money line. I didn't think they would actually pull it out. I had them, I had them losing, but I thought I'm covering, but yeah. Too many points, yeah. Um, yeah, it was an impressive game. Uh, but the, you know, there's just something about teams that kind of have that. There's like a magic, and of the four teams that were here this weekend, Cincinnati was the one that you're like, they're not supposed to win, but you know, when you have that little but, I don't know, I just I don't want to bet on them, but I'm telling you, something there, and they're gonna be good for a while. Yeah, well, I want to bring that up after we do these. These two games, I want to bring that up about the quarterback situation between the two conferences. It's it's staggering what's what's going on right now. So we'll get to that in a well, minute. Well, let's get to the other game and then we can go on sure, to let's that. Do- Rams 20, Niners 17. San Francisco blows a 10-point lead in the oh, second God. half. And, uh, you know, what do you say? Kyle Shanahan does it again in the fourth quarter. His, his playbook gets lost. Uh, Jimmy G, again, not clutch. Nope, um, not this he, time. He was clutch going in a couple times, but this time he was not. Nope. Um, you know, so one of the things we've talked about before is that a lot of these type games, they don't come down to, um, you know, they come down to individual plays and players making plays. It's not so much scheme as it is players making plays. And in this particular game, ooh. it was a player not making a play. Tart. The interception that wasn't, uh, is that the player's name? Like, I don't know. His first name is like Tradowski Tart or something like that. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, you talk about that was basically a punt return. That Dude, ball that was, was right in his face with no one touching him, and you don't pick that thing off. You think he got a good night's sleep yet? Oh, dude. Like, you could put that guy, and I'm not trying to even be funny here. You could put him on suicide watch because yeah. that's the kind of thing that will throw you into, the, into a depression because if he makes that interception, that game is over. That game is over. So did the Rams win the game or did the Niners lose the game? I think it's a little bit of both. I got to give some credit to the Rams defense. Well, first of all, you got to give credit to the, to the Niners defense because for a while there, it's, 49ers weren't moving the ball. They didn't, they didn't have much going on. And Rams were moving the ball, but they just they weren't getting points. They were kind of moving the ball. They just weren't getting points. Um, Yeah, that's – Again, man, this is as bad as even a game as you're going to see played. And it kind of comes down, you know, we've talked about this so many times now. It's getting ridiculous. But, like, these games come down to, like, a half a dozen plays. There's 80-something plays in a football game. And really, it comes down to about five or six. And in this one, it's really kind of what it was, you know. I don't know. Who won, who lost? (laughs) It's a little bit of both. No, it really is. It really is a tough one to say because it's a little bit of both, (laughs) you know. Because, you know, the Rams made plays down a stretch. It wasn't, you know, it was a double-digit deficit, so it wasn't just the one play that held, you know, got them back. It, it was more than that. But, you know, as we, you know, when we look back at when the 49ers played Kansas City in the Super Bowl, listen, San Francisco was winning that game for three quarters, 
And everybody remembers, all anybody remembers is that Jimmy G missed the wide open guy down the middle on a post route, right? And you say, well, that's the whole game right there. Well, it's obviously more than that. Like the game is more than that. But you look and you're like, this one play, you make that play, you win the Super Bowl. And while I'll say the same thing with this game, obviously there was more than that. You know, the Rams did some of the, some of the things that they do. Matthew Stafford did some of the things that they do. But boy, one play, and if he makes it, that game's over. So you could say that that one play cost them. When I think of a team lost the game more than the other team won, I think of like a bunch of penalties, um, a couple turnovers, yeah. missed opportunities. So I don't. I don't think it was that. I didn't see that. But boy, you got a two touchdown lead, or you got a, a double digit lead, lead in, a fourth, yeah. in a fourth quarter, and you're one of the best defensive teams in the league. You gotta win that game. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Joe Biden here and do the wizard. You gotta win that game. Like you have to win that game. Isn't it I've, creepy when he does that, dude? It's it's you. It's creepy. That's you just so, did it too. Yeah, um, it is creepy. It creeped me out a little bit, and I'm the one who did it. I have a question. You, this is everyone assumes this is this is it for Jimmy G as a Niner. It's crazy. Can I Trey Lance just, get them any further? Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, be careful. I mean, I guess at some point you have to move on. You just have to accept. You know, I mean, look, the Colts moved on from Peyton Manning. You say, well, you're going to get back to the Super Bowl. And they, and they didn't. <sighs> well, they also had the weird luck with Andrew Luck, no pun intended there. Yes. But so, you know, San Fran, you drafted this kid with the third pick in the draft. So you got to feel Andrew Luck like about him. But <sighs> man, oh, man, you I got know. a guy who's taking it to the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game within three years, two out of three years. It's got a 70-plus percent winning percentage. Kyle Shanahan has a 30% winning percentage without Jimmy G. <sighs> it just takes you to the fourth. You know, you're, you're, you're one interception away from going to the Super Bowl with this guy, and you're going to go with somebody else? I know. They're go- it looks like they're going to, though. It looks like they're going to. What would you do? I'm not a huge Jimmy G guy. But I, I think mean, it's, yeah. it's it's hard. The grass isn't always greener. Uh, like, and again, we'll touch on that again with coaching. But you gotta be you gotta be careful, dude. You gotta. Yeah, the only thing I'll say, like, so I've said to you, like, if you were Cleveland, I would have had a plan in place to move on from Baker. They they haven't done that. So then, so then you can't move on from Baker. Yeah. Like you can't you can't move on without a plan in place. But they have a plan in place. San I just Fran don't know if it's the right plan. plan. I don't that, either. Yeah. Neither one of us. Neither one of us was big on the kid coming out of the draft. We were a little nervous about. And it. And isn't so. it funny though if they drafted Mac Jones, that they well we heard in the March and April was that they like Mac Jones. Yeah. So we wouldn't know anything about Mac Jones because he wouldn't have played over Jimmy G. Right. But then they have a plan. Like. I, it's just funny how it works, dude. It, well, it's... what's funny too is if you watch Jimmy G play, um, you watch, um, I'm sorry, Mac Jones play with New England, and you're like, boy, that guy looks like looks he like... would fit really well in Mac yeah. Jones' San Francisco 49ers <laughs> yeah. offense. Yeah. He doesn't you know turn the I mean? ball over. Like, play action. I... Even better than Jimmy, he doesn't turn the ball over. Exactly. And that's what Jimmy Get it to you. the guy that gets wild. That's what Jimmy, yeah. It's... It seemed like a good fit. And now you got this kid that you're not too sure and, about. And, 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 like, and, and, and I wish I wish you can give Kyle Shanahan truth serum. Like, did you change your mind, or did someone else in the organization make you change your mind, and now you're stuck with? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I got a Ram question. I got a Ram comment before we move on to your quarterbacks. Okay. Dude, we we were not a fan of no depth, no draft picks, but as of now, <clears throat> it's worked. 
Well, what was the one thing we said that they had to do? Stay if you're going to be this, that you have to stay healthy. And yep. for the most part, other than what Robert Woods, running the receiver, back and running back that came. Well, at least they got Cam Akers back by playoff time. But um, for the most part, they've stayed healthy. And even though they lost Robert Woods, they brought in Odell, who has played pretty yeah. well. And not he's kept great, his mouth shut. pretty well kept his mouth shut. It's easy to keep your mouth shut when you're winning and you're getting balls thrown your way. So well, yeah, they stayed ask, healthy. Ask Antonio Brown. It's not that easy. Well, there's something wrong with that dude. So that's a that's another. <laughs> and listen, you got Von Miller, who's been great last couple of weeks. Yeah, he looks fresh, um, and obviously a veteran guy that's been there before. Um, and obviously Stafford, when they made the trade, almost a year to the day. So. Oh my God! I never pressed record. You're kidding me! I swear to God. That's okay. We'll keep going. I'll I'll record it off the screen. Okay. I'll get it. I'll get okay. it. I'll get because okay. I'm doing it on YouTube. I can pull. You it are you are oh a mess. God. Moving. We should have took this week off. Oh my goodness, that would have been crazy. <laughs> Did you ever record now? Nah, nah, because I just uh, pull it off YouTube. Uh, okay. I, I have a way of doing that, so I'll okay. get it. I'll oh, get you, it. Uh, you, my heart just stopped. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're not going to analyze the Super Bowl yet. We'll do that next no. week, right? No. We'll see yep. because we'll we'll do a little more research, talk about that a little bit. But I, you know, I can't help but, um, and we weren't planning on doing this, but I can't help but notice. The massive discrepancy and difference between the quarterbacks in the AFC and the quarterbacks in the NFC. So obviously you have, and this is this is kind of like consider this also like a warning to Aaron Rodgers: be careful about wanting to leave the NFC. Okay, oh, I know easy. you want him in Denver, easy, but just be careful, buddy. And here's why: if you look at the NFC, what do you got? Obviously you have Matthew Stafford, you have Aaron Rodgers, no the more Tom Brady. Prescott. Yeah, you got Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, that's okay. that's that's where we're going. You have that's Kyler Murray, who first round and out. You got Dallas first round and out. Like Kirk Cousins didn't Kirk make Cousins. the playoffs. Okay, let's look at the AFC lineup. I broke them down into three tiers here. You forgot one, the NFC, by the way. But who? Russell Wilson. Yeah, and they won four games this year. He, he missed eight games though. And what was his record as a starter? It's not like they won I, a lot I, of I, games. Dude, you starter. can't you can't ignore the guys like a quarterback. I mean, Jesus. I didn't say he's not. I'm just saying. He wasn't able to lift his team even when he did play. That's all I'm saying. I picked them to win the division, so I love Russell Wilson. But I'm just saying he didn't play great. He didn't play great. Go on. Acknowledge that he didn't play great. And even if you have him in there, okay. He should be in there. He, he didn't play great. Sure. but there's three. And then everybody else is a schmuck. In the AFC, schmuck, schmuck top is, tier, might be top fair. tier, you have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you now have Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow, obviously. Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert, right? That's why I have in a top tier. In the second tier, which is a pretty damn good tier when you think you hear the name when you hear the names that are in Lamar this Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, who has struggled in the playoffs, but is successful in that offense and has thrown as many touchdowns as anybody except for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers over the last four years. Your butt buddy Derek Carr. Love him. Who else? I got Mac Jones in there I, I, because he I, proved I was, to be a winner as a rookie brought his team to the playoffs. I was going to throw in Wentz, but I don't know if it's deserved. I, got, I have Wentz in there because he improved a lot from the year before, and I think he'll only get better. This is a second tier. These are not the elites. There's flaws in all of these guys, but they're really good. They're really good. Don't and, forget about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> well, I don't even know if he's a player anymore. So, like, And then I got I even put Baker in there. Because when they're running a the ball and they're doing breaking play action. News, breaking news. I know. I'm being nice about that one. 
mean, you must have woke and up then, on a good sign. And then you even have these rookies. The, who, the rookie unknowns. Your boy Wilson. Trevor Lawrence. And one more that we kind of discovered as the season went on. Plays for the uh, Mr. Stills. Yes, sir. Uh, Davis Mills. 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 I keep calling him Stills. And we don't really know if any of those are going to pan out, but they're certainly Ooh, exciting looking players. I'm watching okay. golf, dude. A guy almost got hit in a golf cart. <laughs> oh, boy. They're exciting looking players, if, if nothing else. Okay. So when I, I just look at him, like, be careful what you wish for Aaron Rodgers. I know he's great, and no great player looks you know, as you know what's cool. I, about I can't this? compete with those guys. Of course, you think you can, but just be careful. You know what's cool about what you just brought up, and I'm glad you did it. The AFC could get more fucking nuts if Rodgers and Wilson go there, Watson stays there, right? right? It's 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 it is really pretty bananas. So and it's not uh, a great rookie class coming. So I don't think it's going to have an impact like this year's rookie class did. No, definitely not. Definitely not. The kid from Pittsburgh, maybe. And I don't know if he'll end up. He's got tiny hands. They said. I know that's why he wears the gloves. It's got to be why he wears the gloves, right? That bothers me. I keep seeing Denver at nine. I don't want him. Oh, that bothers me. I don't know if he's going to make it to nine, but. I think you're right. I think someone's going to trade off. I know everybody says this this year the quarterbacks they're not ten top ten prospects. Okay, somebody always jumps up. Always. They always jump up because everyone's desperate for a freaking quarterback. Um, we were thinking that this was going to be a light week, and then news breaks as usual. We were wrong. So Brian Flores, can you give us the breakdown? Of what the hell happened yeah, here? Yeah, I can. So, Mr. Flores, Mr. Flores, who was, I think, probably a candidate for, I'd say, seven out of the nine jobs. Yes. Right? Top um, candidate, for sure. As soon as he got fired from Miami. Hey, wait, before you go any further, we we did a, a little thing a couple weeks ago about where we thought would be good landing spots for coaches. Yeah. Of all the openings. And between the two of us, I think we had him in about, as a good candidate yeah. for about six or seven of sure. the eight or nine jobs. So, yeah. So, as soon as he got fired from Miami, you know, we were like, oh, he'll have a job in eight minutes. Five minutes. Yep. However, there was a little curveball that's been thrown in here from Mr. Flores' camp. He has sued the NFL, the New York Football Giants, my Denver Broncos, and his former team, the Miami Dolphins, and for discrimination against hiring of black coaches. So, there's a lot to unpack here. All right, first of all, let me just say it's kind of hard to – blame Miami for not hiring a black coach when they hired a black it's coach. It's different. It's different. I said all those yeah. to you and then yeah, and then go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Go ahead. Um the problem in Denver, I'll start with my team was sure. He doesn't feel like he got a fair interview. He feels right. like he feels like the front office was late to the interview. Drunk, hungover and disheveled was the word that he was using. Um that's hard to prove. Yeah. Um, that's also, that's a ballsy comment to make against a NFL legendary player that has never shown anything uh, other than pure class. And I know he's one of my favorite players, but I don't see you disagree with me here. Fight me on this. Oh. So that's a tough thing to make. The giant situation is where he used to work for Bill Belichick with the uh, yeah, This is where it gets interesting. He is close with him. Bill Belichick is close with the Giants organization. He got a text from Coach Bilicek saying, congratulations, I heard you got the job. The confusing part is that Brian Dable got the job, and he texted Brian. Well, he hadn't yet. Flores. He hadn't yet. Yeah. He hadn't yet. But Bill Belichick kind of knew. Got, yes. Yeah, he got the word. First of all, 
I know Belichick's 70 years old. Can you put the last names in the phone? <laughs> Is that what it was? Is that what they're That's what they're saying. He could, you oh. texted the wrong Brian. But so you can't really sue the Giants for that. You could sue the Giants if they already hired Dayball and then you were just doing right. the Rooney rule to interview two African American coaches. I don't think you that, can. You don't think so, huh? No. Well, because they didn't hire Dayball. You got your guy. They well, didn't hire Dayball. Well, they're, they're saying if the timeline evens out. I don't know how they would find that out. I don't know yeah, how they you, would. Well, you know in a timeline. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Is there more before you know I get saying? into some of this stuff? I do. Um, oh, yeah. I know I do. It's not pretty. Yes. I'm not trying yes, to I have, I have. I have. Continue. Dude, this is bad if this is true. The Miami Dolphins, supposedly Stephen Ross and the GM, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. We're paying supposedly paying him a hundred thousand dollars to Offer tank to. games, offering Offer him to, to tank games. Now, I know you. I could see your. I could see your ears <laughs> going here. Um, that opens up a whole different can of worms now, especially oh. how popular gambling and legal gambling is now in football games. Indeed. And sir, you have the floor. Okay, let me start off with this. There is a big difference between legal issues and moral issues. Okay. And I have no idea what happened in any of these situations. Okay. But the best I can see with the Rooney rule is that you have to give an interview unless you, I, I think they've made an exception. Like if you have a coach in waiting, you don't have to do this. Like, you know, if New England had McDaniels right. waiting, you don't gotcha. have to interview But You've announced that he's the next coach. You still have a coach. Like, you don't have to do that. But the rule just states that you have to give an interview to one minority candidate, coaching candidate. Head Is coaching it one candidate. or two? I thought it was one. Maybe I it's, it's two. two. I, I don't know. Two. I don't know. Maybe they've tried. It originally was one. Maybe it's two. Um, Let's talk about Denver, first of all. Please. There, I don't know how the hell you're going to prove that. No, you're not. That they were drunk, and then some. Part of what he's saying is that um, they just gave him kind of like a, a flyby interview. It wasn't a real interview, dude. How are you going to prove that? Also, the length of the interview with the questions that were asked, and then is the, is a judge going to decide whether that was a justified interview? And how much when you're forcing me? This is what I was saying to somebody earlier today. When you're forcing me to interview somebody that I may not necessarily be interested in, does it say how much I have right. to interview them? Does it say how long? Listen, maybe it does say it. I don't know. But to my knowledge, it doesn't. So if I give you an hour interview, it's an interview. It doesn't also, say you got to hire anybody. It says you have to interview them. So I think you're going to have a hard time with that one. You're also going to have a hard time. Let me, let me jump in real quick. Please. If he's ever going to throw discrimination against the Broncos – they just had a black coach before they interviewed. I know it's hard. That's what I'm saying. It's hard. It's hard to do that. So, so then let's go to the Giants, please. The announcement had not been made that Brian Dable was getting the job. Correct. So when he got this text from Belichick, what he was getting was secondhand information. I'm not saying it wasn't uh, that it wasn't finalized internally, but the decision hadn't been made. Did so, he get the text message before he interviewed? Yes. He said, I didn't even interview yet. Yeah, see, that's, that was that's, part of that's, the text. He's like, I haven't even interviewed yeah, yet. Yeah, okay. But there was no official hiring yet. And here's why I bring this up. 
I'll use Mike Tomlin as a very uh, specific example. I was going to say that. Yep. Tomlin was a Rooney rule, interestingly enough, because the Rooneys are with the Steelers. The Rooney, it was a Rooney rule interview. He was not one of their top candidates. And blew they, their socks off. He blew their socks off, and they they changed their mind on who they originally were interested in hiring. Do you know they, who the original guy was going to be? I do not remember. I think it was uh, Wizenhunt, if I'm not mistaken. It could have been. I could see that. But he blew their socks off, and they changed their mind, and he got the job, and he's been the coach ever since. So even though they kind of had the Giants, kind of had their mind made made up, and internally it was kind of a done deal. It wasn't a done deal because no contract had been signed. Right. And I think he wasn't the only one that hadn't been interviewed yet. There was a couple people that were getting either one or another interview. So it wasn't just him either. Okay, so that's a problem there. You're also going to have a problem with the discrimination argument there because the Giants have had a black GM. So like they've had a you know black people in positions higher than the coaches. So and they're one and one they're one of the most respective organizations in football. Right. So it's 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 a tough one. The last one is so those are your legal issues that you're going to have a hard time proving are the case. Okay? Oh, I, I could just see you're you're you are juiced up to talk about this one. Go ahead. This buddy. last one is a moral issue, right? It's not a legal issue. We've heard tanking in forever. all sports forever. The Jets are great at it. Okay. The sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I had to go. Bastard. In fact, <laughs> Miami called it tanking for Tua. <laughs> you remember? Yep. It was tank for Tua at the time. So the fact that, I don't know, did he say it tongue-in-cheek like, hey, man, if you lose these games, I'll give you 100K each. Maybe it was just a joke. The guy's a freaking billionaire. So for him to say something like that, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was just like breaking balls saying, hey, lose these games, I'll give you 100K. Um, you know, 100K a game. Even if it's not true, where's the legality in this? We're going to now We're going to now talk about tanking as a problem. When we heard for like five years right down here in Philly about the process, the process of being really bad so we can accumulate top draft five picks. draft picks for four straight, five straight years. Yep. You, this is ridiculous. Is it gross? It's utterly gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing. It's disgusting. It should not happen if it's true. Um, but it's to me, it's not a legal issue. And then the discrimination part certainly doesn't fit with Miami because you're the you're the minority candidate that they hired. Now we can argue that they <laughs> hired you and you were you were wrongfully fired, but they made it made it pretty clear that you're kind of like a prickly guy to work with, and they didn't want to work with you. Oh, by the way, they had a black GM too, so it's it's not going to work. It's just it's Greer, right? Isn't that the GM yeah, that I'm talking about right. Greer? Yeah. So. There's there's the moral part of it, which is the dolphin stuff. That's it's it's ugly and it's distasteful. But I don't know what you what do you think you're going to do with that? Where, where there's no legality there, not that I can say. And then you're going to have a hell of a time proving discrimination the other, the other, yeah. with the other two. It's just hard. It's just hard. Do you oh, and there's one more thing. There was one more thing. Um, some of this stuff that okay. So one of the things I'm going to preface it with this because because Flores was asked, do you think you're still going to get coaching jobs or do you think this is going to be held against you. And he said, of course, I want to coach, but I think it had to be done because change needed to be made. Well, if it was so important, he's talking about the Dolphin stuff specifically more than anything. If it was so important to you, why didn't you bring this to light in, 20, in 2019 when it happened? If it's about the cause, mm -hmm. 
and the Denver thing. How many years ago was that? Four. Four years ago. If it was about the cause, why didn't you bring it up then in 2017? If it was about the cause, why didn't you bring up the 100K? Yeah, yeah you're right. You're, you're right. All these why down for rainy three day? years. Yeah. Three years. Three years. Yeah. So if it's about the cause, where you been, bruh? So that's where I'm. That's where I'm a little. So I was just going to ask you. With it. It's hard to prove these things. Do you, man. do you think he committed career suicide here? I originally did. I originally did. Or will this help his case? Oh, it's not going to help his case because now, listen, the one thing you can say is it's like a billionaire's fraternity. The 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 co the owners yeah. are a fraternity and they tend to have each other's backs. Yeah, and, they tend and, to swim the right same direction. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. This is a really tough one. Because I actually think I – th I don't know if I texted you or texted somebody else saying – I th actually think the Giants did make a mistake. I think they should have hired Flores because – No, I but think I knew – their... But I had Flores and Dayball as my top two candidates. So it's funny, funny right? that it was like – And I, um, So I don't know. I think – I don't think his coaching days are over. I think he could go be a defensive mm. coordinator again and that wouldn't yeah, be a problem I, I and then that. be a head coach again. And if he did it that way, I, I think he'd be okay. I think he would eventually be a head coach again. Because he did oh, – listen, I'm sorry. I think the guy did a really good job with Miami yeah. considering the talent that they had there, the, the what he did with them. Think about this. That first year, they lost They lost their first three games by an average of like 40 points. And then and then they end up winning five or six games that year. So, like, I think the guy's a good coach. Ten wins, back-to-back -back seasons. Or was it – did they have ten wins this year or nine? I think they had ten. I, be, I, be, I, be, I, be, I believe it was – I believe it was nine. Okay, but two winning seasons in a row. Yeah. And you fire him. It's just, I don't know. I don't like that. I think he's a good coach. So I hope he coaches again because uh, I think he's a good coach. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. I really don't know. I look at it and I say, would I hire him? <sighs> Sharing text messages? That bothers me, dude. I, I, I'm of the belief that text messages are private. Right. And I don't think they should be made public. And when they are, it really bothers me. When I see that, it really bothers me. So, I don't know. I did mention also, I'm like, these owners, like, stop with the texts, stop with the emails, phone calls, and in-person only. That's it. Like, this, yeah, like, no kidding. this, nothing on paper anymore, you know, no paper trail anymore, because you guys are, you're committing, like, corporate suicide by writing some of the things down that you write. Oh, my God. Poor Bill Belichick. Probably doesn't do anything with computers, and here he is, like no technology. And here <laughs> he is texting. He probably has eleven numbers in his phone. Like it turns the world upside down. It's just crazy. <laughs> Holy cow! So that it's a fascinating story. You know, I'm sure this is going to be one of those that a little bit trickles out each day, each week. We'll probably be talking about this for the next. I don't know. Do you think he's going to get a head coaching job this year? Now I don't anymore. No, I don't think so. It's a tough one, right? I think the only shot he has is in Houston. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. And we're going to get to the coaching openings in a minute. I'll tell but, you, uh, my Wolverines, the defensive coordinator, I'd call him. Yeah, that would be quite a demotion, though. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, and obviously, elsewhere, do you have any more on that before I move I don't, on with it? I don't, sir. And obviously, the, the kind of, I don't know if it's good news, but the more of a – Nice news, I guess we'll call it, because that was pretty. That's a pretty rough story, and that's gonna. 
here's uh, here's a the NFL is not happy about this. The NFL as an organization week, is not happy about this. The week the greatest player of all time officially retires. I know. So that's where I was going with Tom Brady. Ben Roethlisberger had announced that he's retiring, and now Tom Brady. I'm I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised. We talked about this a little last week whether he would or wouldn't. I'm a little bit surprised. But he he announced his um, retirement. Thanks, thanks a lot, Giselle. Yeah, she told me like like you don't get him enough. Come on, you get him half the year, isn't that enough? Jeez. You get him Mondays and Tuesdays too. What the f- Jeez, what a career! So uh, as a Jets fan, as a Jets fan, it's hard because I lost twenty years of my life as a fan because of Tom Brady. But uh, but the reality is, I'm actually a fan of his because I'm a fan of greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of greatness, especially when it's done the right way, and he's really pretty much always done it the right way. So. I'll let you. I'll let you go on a little bit too. So, as or people watching, or if they're just listening, I have wearing my number ten maize and blue home mm. Tom Brady jersey, nice in honor of Mister Mister Brady, and watching him play at Michigan twenty three years ago, I never in a million years believable saw this coming. Um. I really can't add anything more than what you just said. Um, Don, 22 years, retires after leading the league in yards and touchdown passes at 44. Uh, Just a little highlight clip here. 14 championship games, 10 Super Bowl appearances, 7 Super Bowl wins, and 5 Super Bowl most valuable players. That is going to be tough to beat, my friend. Uh, I know, I know, medicine and stuff is getting better as we go along here. Guys will play longer, but you know, everyone was everyone was ready to crown Mahomes, and now he's going to be twenty six or twenty seven, yeah. and he's one and one, and blew a chance last week to go to another one. And there's a lot of money on that team coming up, my friend, which you always like to bring up, and it's yep. a fair point. So, dude. You're going to have it's, to do more with less. His his career was stellar and, <clears throat> like, just mind-blowing, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, when I think of Tom Brady more than anything, I think of leadership and I think of ambition um, because the longevity can't happen. You can play for a long time. Vinny Testaverde played into his 40s, too, but Vinny Testaverde wasn't Tom Brady in his 40s. Well, Fitzpatrick's going to play in his 40s, too. But... Yeah, and he's not Tom Brady either, right? Like, what's I think what's crazy about the longevity is not that how long he played, but that he was great and hungry all the way yeah. right to the last game that he played. Um, that's what's amazing to me. When we saw Michael Jordan win, win the sixth championship, you can see that he was kind of toast, and he was still in his 30s. Was he 36 years old at the time? 36 or 37. So. Yeah. And you just – it's hard. It's really hard. These guys don't lose usually. Sometimes they do. Like, Brett Favre can still sling at 55 yards. The guy's still got a can. But you lose the drive. You lose the desire to put the work in. And to the last day, Tom Brady never lost that. And that, that more than anything, is what I find just utterly amazing. Like, you talk about a guy after he won four or five or six championships. Like, you would think the comfort would set in and, like, I don't have to prove myself the way I used to, but that was never the way he did it. He constantly was proving himself, constantly showing that he was worthy, and not only that, constantly showing how much he loves football. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. His love for playing football came through. And then the other side is just that leadership aspect. Um, 
you know, we talk about Joe Burrow and how the guys believe in him, but boy, did you not see, we always kind of knew it with New England, but we were wondering like how much of it is Belichick, how much of it is Brady. When he goes on Tampa and they start, they, they get after the, after the buy and they just go on their streak and go all the way to the Super Bowl. You saw, you saw a, a, a losing organization following a winner, one man, one guy made all the difference in the world. Why? Because of who he was. It, as much as it is him as a player, it was also who he was as a person, the way he right. was able to bring everyone along, raise everyone else's game up. Uh, it's really staggering to be able to do that for 20 years. It's just, it's hard to even comprehend, right? Like coaches don't do it for that long sometimes, right? And the final thing I'll say about it is like, I, what I would appreciate is the end of the debate of whether it was Brady or Belichick. Trust me when I tell you, just like you can say with Michael Jordan and um, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, like don't concern yourself with that shit. Appreciate what yeah, was there. I agree. Okay. Look at these teams. Andy Reid to me is one of the most brilliant offensive minds in the history of the NFL. It's freaking, and he's got one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played. It's really hard to just get to the Super Bowl, never mind win the damn thing. Okay. And they're they're right there all the time. And they've won one, lost one, and and missed out on two others. It's really hard. Yes, it's Tom Brady. But as you saw this year with Tampa, they didn't have the discipline that Brady was used to in New England, which Belichick provided That's over the sure. long haul. Okay, so Tom was able to do it for them on a one-year thing. But then the loosey-goosiness of Bruce Arians and kind of Tampa, the region in general, it's a very laid-back, loosey-goosey kind of area of the country. Yeah, it's also nice when the even weather's Tom, nice all year. <laughs> yeah, so even Tom Brady wasn't able to overcome that. And you can kind of tell as the season went on, he was like, guys, we got to take this more serious. we got to get real. we gotta, we got to step up. And they, it really never happened. They got comfortable. And him as a player wasn't able to uplift Especially that. Especially when, you're, when, you're, when every starter just got a ring, it's a lot easier to lay yes. back a little bit. Than, totally, right? Yeah. Whereas in New England, between him and Belichick, they never let that happen. And that's the miracle of what we saw in New England. I wish it was my team. It wasn't. But I can tell you this without hesitation. I'm glad I was able to see it. Because as I look back and I won't see Tom Brady play again, I can look back and say, man, I watched the greatest player ever for his entire career. And, yeah, he burned me a lot. A lot. But it was fun to watch, man. It was fun to watch. I was here during a time that, that something – unseen and maybe never to be seen again happens. So that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool thing to see. And Ben Roethlisberger had the spotlight for seven minutes. Yeah. For about five <laughs> minutes. Hey, great career. Two Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowls. Kind of fat. Bye, Ben. Great career, by the way. Uh, anyone who has anything to say about him, you don't know what you're talking about either. But, um, yeah. Something else. Something else. All right. Just that, you know, you can – you know, within in five minutes, we'll start talking. And in five minutes, we're going to start talking about Brady. Somehow, Brady will work if it's <laughs> just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So, hey, there was a there's a few coaching hires this week. Why don't we go over see and uh, which ones there were and talk about them a little bit? And then let's also see what's still open. Yeah. So we'll start with my Denver Broncos. I think we touched on this a little bit last week. Nathaniel Hackett, uh, a guy that I liked, I wanted offensive mind. Uh, if you can lure, help lure Rodgers, whatever, let's do it. Uh, the Chicago Bears hire Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. Mm -hmm. This was one of the, this was my pick for this job. Him it, or Brian Flores? Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know if I love this pick. Yourself. Uh, so I thought he was a good pick. This was one of mine that I'm thinking uh, culture matters in the pick. And I just – Chicago's a tough town. They're, oh, they've always been a defensive-oriented team. I would have liked to see Brian Flores in the spot. I thought he was I – don't, I don't know. His kind of rough, gruff attitude I like a little better. It's a little more on the lines of like Mike Ditka kind of thing. But people around the league love Everflos. They think he's a great coach. He's going to be a winner. You can say whatever you want. It'll come down to whether or not Justin Fields ends up being a good quarterback. That's what I was going to say. You know, who does he hire as his offense coordinator? Who does he hire as his uh, quarterback's coach? And can they turn Justin Fields into a an elite quarterback in the NFL? I don't know that they can. I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, or can you do what Baltimore has done and just say, figure out what Justin Fields' strengths are, what his weaknesses are, and amplify the strengths and diminish the weaknesses and just do what he's capable of doing and see what you can do with that. I don't think that wins you championships, but that can win you a lot of games like we've seen with Baltimore. So um, I like the hire. I would have liked to seen Brian Flores instead, but I like the hire. I'm okay with that. With the Denver hire, um, I'm going to ask you, like, so one of the, one of the problems I have, I, you know, we talked about the fact that there's a trend in the NFL, like it's all offense. Now everybody's going tends to go with an offensive guy. And I get it because the league is very offensive oriented. They're protecting receivers, certainly protecting quarterbacks. Um, so I understand why you want to go in an offensive direction, especially coming off Fangio The issue I have, and this is what makes me nervous. This is kind of the Nagy B enemy. We've seen this with other coaches who were coordinators, but they weren't play callers. And Hackett, well, well go ahead. Zach Taylor. I know, and he almost got fired. How's it working out from now? It's working out just fine, but let's just not pretend like in, even during the season this year, they were, he almost got fired. Well, you can't let me, you got to let me counter with good news if you're going to throw me bad news. I could throw oh, it back out. We can go back and forth oh, a little fuck bit on this. Face. We can go back and forth on this. Let's um, just- he almost didn't even make it to the season, which, to your point, would have been a sin, right? That would have been a sin. Right. I, my point is just to say that makes me nervous because, I, you know, he's not the play caller, and I don't know how much of the offense he's actually coordinating when you know Matt LaFleur is the real offensive Fair. mind behind what they do. Do you think, do you think they had to go offensive, though? Listen, do you think you it was the right move going offensive side? I think the Denver Broncos – The last two coaches were defensive. I know. It didn't work out. I got no problem with going on an offensive guy. And, That's and what I, mean. I, know, That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know enough about Hackett. I, I just say that makes me nervous. The idea that he wasn't a play caller makes me nervous. The problem with Denver is they don't have a quarterback. That's just really what it comes down to for me. Like, they, you not don't yet. have a quarterback. So well, you dude, you got I'm not ju- I'm not I'm not just saying Rodgers. There's other guys out there. I'm not just saying Rodgers. Yeah. You know, the problem is, you know, in all of these scenarios, you know, everybody's like, well, if Rodgers comes to Denver. Look at all the weapons they have, and look at this, and look at that. And I'm like, what do you think you're going to give up, dude? You want you have to understand. Green Bay is the other side of this. They're going to want something. In I heard. I heard they want more picks than players. Is what I understand. It. And the problem is you don't have like high pick. What do you pick a nine? You said nine. Not the worst, but yeah. But it's everything, be- anything yeah. after this year, it's not going to be in the top ten, fifteen. It's so not. Yeah. probably, probably, yeah. So. You know, you got to be able to satisfy Green Bay's needs, or they're not going to do it, and they'll just tell Roger to, Rogers to pound salt. So that, that's a whole other discussion. No, I know. This is over, but that's the uh, only thing that gives me question is that whether or not this guy is the play can can, can really call plays, and Listen, in the end, you got to get the quarterback straight. At down. the end of the day, you just want company in your misery. I understand. Oh, my Jets uh, are on the rise. 
Trust me. Oh yeah, lot, yeah. Can't wait. Get oh, yeah. season tickets. Um, the New York Giants, the other team in town, hire Brian Dayball. I think this is a huge mistake by Brian Dable. I think it's a good hire for the Giants. Yeah, I agree. Probably, although I still think Brian Flores would have been a better fit there also because the Giants, Bill Parcells, Tom Coughlin, look at your winners. Look who you what your winners have been. And look Bill who Belichick on the side of the defensive side of the ball. Yes. This is another one. It's like the Giants are known for hard-nosed defense. Even when they beat New England, it was hard-nosed defense, you know, getting after the quarterback. I just, I just think there's certain cultures, so I don't know. I like Brian Dable. I just think he would have been a better fit somewhere else. Um, and I, and as far as Dable himself making a decision to go there, I think this was more of a comfort choice than it was a smart decision. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a quarterback, and you don't he might, have one. He might like, he might like Jones, though, dude, because he's he's oh, kind of built boy. like Allen. I know he's not Allen. I'm not saying oh, he's Allen. Yeah, I know you're but not. He's built, just... he's built like he's built like him. I just uh, and, and and to be fair to Jones, I'm not a, obviously I'm not a giant fan or a Jones lover, but to be fair to Jones, he's really got he's really had no luck. None. No, I agree the, totally. The organization's been horrible. He's been banged up. They basically told him to sit out this year so we don't get you killed. I know. I, I know. There's a lot wrong with the Giants right now. And but I think amazing. by the end of the year, we looked at it as like we thought they were probably the worst team in the NFL. So I just Dude, think a guy you, like him. When you're running a quarterback sneak at third and nine on your own five out of the wishbone. You're the worst team in the NFL. Yes. And I just think a hot coordinator like him, I mean, he's probably the top coordinator in the NFL before he took that job. I don't know. Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think you could have done better. I think you could have done better. Well, the other than, job that I thought that he was, uh, they were, the reports are coming out that with the Dolphins, they don't have a quarterback either. Well, they might have a worse situation. They don't have a worse situation than the Giants. Well, if he's coming from a guy, he wants a big guy that's mobile. Tua's not that guy. Well, but Tua did put them on a seven-game winning streak this year also. Yeah, he did, but he winning games. Game you know, 16, he, played, he played well. He played well. Played well. You know, maybe maybe even the Vikings would have been a better position for Dayball. Like, the Broncos have might cousins. have been a good position. Now you're talking play caller and offensive mind. And Yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I'm, I thought he could have done better. I don't think Ooh. the Giants is a great job right now. I think it's a bad job. But do you know what I was telling my Giant fan buddies? And not that I'm like end-all, be-all of opinions, but look how fast the Bengals turned it around. It's possible if you get the right situation. You could turn around fast. What do you need? Days. What do you need? Quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. Uh, the, the last team that has officially hired a coach, the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels. How are you with this one? I got to be honest with you. I think it's very bizarre. I, I, I think a lot of players there are pissed. That in it's, Vegas, it's not Basaccia. They were well, fighting for Basaccia, but 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 the owner, the GM, but the owner and the GM. Well, the owner obviously has to make a decision good for the team. Right. But when you hire a Patriot GM, it's kind of easy that that what's coming after that is a Patriot player, a Patriot coach. Um, and that's what happened with the Giants too. We go back to the Brian Flores <sighs> thing. Isn't it a Buffalo guy who got the GM job? And yep. then he hires Dable. Yep. It's like it's not as it's not as obvious of why it was a discrimination case. It's because there's a connection there. Connection dude. It's, there. It's not yeah. discrimination. This is a, there's a connection. Correct. So anyway, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I, I but so real quick. I love no, these in the yeah, AFC yeah, yeah. West. I love these in the AFC West because I had that cocksucker. And long time uh, I know. Ago. I know. How that many years was ago time. was that? Yeah, it was probably about twelve years. Uh, what what year is this? Twenty twenty two. 10? 
I'm not sure. I'm not a Josh McDaniels head coach guy. Um, oh, I agree. Listen. And after we did the Colts a couple years ago, too, man. Yeah, like, see, ah. there's things he's done that scared me. His experience with Denver and then bailing on the Colts, it's a little childish. And listen, By the way, Colts are thrilled that that happened oh, right sure. now. Um, it's not to say that people can't grow and get better and do better, and maybe sure. he will. And I think more than anything, that he's, he's a great fit for Derek Carr. If they can get him a couple more weapons, he's a great fit for Derek Carr. And there's no question he's a great yeah, <laughs> they can afford it if they can afford it. Um, but I just don't know about him as a leader. That that's what scares me. I don't know about him as a leader. But like you said, ten years, 12, 11, You go back to Bill Check. You yeah, learn. He's more, not a more, kid more. anymore. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, I think when Denver hired him, it was a huge mistake. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. But sure. You know, there were options back then that I was like, this this is the guy they take. Are is are those all the hires so far? So that's so that's the official hiring. There's a rumor uh, in Minnesota, though, right? The Minnesota. Yeah, I was just gonna go, uh, and we'll get the Harbaugh in a second, but yeah, um, they looks like they're gonna go with the Rams OC Kevin O'Connell, I believe is his first name. Yeah. Kevin. Mm. Uh, now this is what you were saying with Mr. Hackett and the Broncos. Same yep. exact story, that's sir. The first thing I thought about today when they're like, "Oh, the OC," I'm like, McVay calls the plays. And I'm not saying the guy can't do a good job. Maybe he's going to do a great job. I hear he's like a he's a taller McVeigh, like everything about him. He's like a <laughs> McVeigh clone, but taller. Maybe he is, and maybe he'll do a great job. I'm just pointing out that that stuff makes me nervous. If you didn't like Matt Nagy with uh, the, the Bears, Bears, Matt Nagy was not the main play caller when he was under Andy Reid in Kansas City. So it just makes me nervous. That's all. I heard that. I heard that Patrick Graham, Giants DC. Or XDC, whatever they, uh -huh. they're doing. I heard he hit it out of the park in Minnesota, and I didn't hear anything about O'Connell. And then, like, it's just, I don't know what the hell's going on, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and the jobs that are still opened the Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New Orleans Saints. If 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 Leftwich doesn't get the Jaguar job, I'll be stunned. How has that not been closed already? I, I don't know. I think they, well, what a putt. Um, I think um, there's, a late, like there's a, a late emerging right? there's a late emerging name that I heard this morning. Who the hell was it? Oh, Basaccia. Ah, oh, come on. Yeah, I don't know if I like that fit there. Come on. I, I think he would have been only good with you the Raiders because he knows. That, yeah, the yeah. fans would be happy. Trevor Lawrence would be happy. The players would be happy. His you wife would be happy. He doesn't have to move states. You get you get to you get to say that you hired a minority candidate. Like it's a win win all around. And oh by the way, I think Byron Leftwich is a is a, is is destined to be a really good coach because he was a quarterback already. He knows how to lead a team because he's had to do it already in the league. This is like I think this it's is, a no and he's a former Jacksonville Jaguar. Like no, think, it's a I match it's made a, in heaven. I think it's a no brainer, dude. It honestly. doesn't get any better than this, man. Oh my god, dude! You Look get, at what you they've get, done the last two years. In Tampa, get, come on! You get rid of all the Urban Meyer bullshit. Yes, you you you, you get all ETN, the bullshit. You get ETN back with yes. Leftwich that knows how to use an athletic running back in the backfield. Absolutely, Trevor's going to be so much better next year. At least Dude, I think hope about he is. this too. Think about this too, because I know people say, "Well, he had Tom Brady the last two years." Okay, well then go back a year before that when he had Jameis Crab Legs uh, Winston. The guy threw for five thousand yards. 
So, like, he has experience doing this with even why, bad why players. Guys, why do these guys outthink their room so much? Come on, man. This is a match made in heaven. Get it done. Be smart. Now, I understand probably uh, Shaka Khan or whoever is the owner of um, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. The, the Jags. <laughs> He's probably a little nervous because I think they rushed into the Urban Meyer selection last year i think he got bad advice there as well he probably did so i think he's a little you know gun shy about pulling a trigger too quick he wants to do his dude yeah it's these fair. are, these are wealthy fair. businessmen they know to like take their time and do but boy this is this is to me this is the one that's a no-brainer i would have thought urban meyer was a no-brainer too so i gotta put my head in a chopping block a little bit on that one but this is a perfect fit. Yeah, you, dude. He you, already liked has, lot, you liked him a lot more than I did. <laughs> yeah, because I like the, the combo of him and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's an, it, it was, a, but, you know, Urban Meyer, wow. Anyway, that's enough. Um, he already has a love affair with the fan base in Jacksonville. Right. He played there. They loved him. Like, ah, oh, this is to me. Preach, get it preach done, in, bro. Preach into the choir. Get it done. Um, who do you think you're, who do you think the Saints, Dolphins, and Texans are, are eyeballing here? I heard I heard Dennis Allen in New Orleans because he's the DC there now, and you know doesn't inspire Trump, any kind of well. And they have a really good defense, so he's got to get some credit for that. That's for sure. Uh, and I know Sean Payton kind of shocked him a little bit there last minute, but yes. But there's, I don't know. I don't know um, either. I feel like they're not going to get that right, though. I have a weird feeling about. I that. I would have said Brian Flores was a was a was a lock for that Houston job, but now I don't know. So what are the openings? Would you say uh, Miami, Jacksonville, technically? New Orleans and Houston and, and the Vikings. But we talked about that. But, dude, yeah. can you give the Texan job to McCown? Yes. I'm not saying he would be good, but I would say yes. So, you, so you're very nervous. I like nervous. the idea of You're very nervous. That's in the ocean. You're very curious about nervous. McHackett. Yeah. He wasn't an NFL quarterback. And O'Connell. Yes, he wasn't an NFL quarterback. But he's either. coaching high school football. Yeah, he was. I think he was an NFL quarterback, by the way. Who? O'Connell? O'Connell? I think he was. Only in a movie. No. What well, movie? Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> Jerry O'Donnell. I don't know <laughs> what else. He was great in Stand By Me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're, you're, you're be happy with a guy that's – I didn't say I'd be happy. You said, can he do it? I said, yeah, because he was a, he's, he's – Well, a you can do it. It doesn't mean you're going to last long. Like, Listen, you can see when a guy – so I, you can see that a guy has leadership skills. That's what I'm saying. There's no doubt. Nobody has any doubts that Josh McCown has. Would you have hired uh, uh, Deion Sanders? No, I would not have. The guy no. has leadership I would, skills. I, I would not have. When you see leadership, you just you just go with leadership because they can take they can they can take anybody for the ride. And I think Josh McCown has that kind of leadership. That's why he was he stuck around in the league for as long as he did as a backup. That's why the Jets gave him ten million dollars to be a backup Bro, to Sam Darnold. Being a backup third string not is for ten way million is way. I don't different. know, but I'm saying it's the why they did it. I'm not yeah. saying it's the same gig. I'm I, saying it's I, but, why they did it. Because now why you got to worry about the backup center driving drunk out of a fucking Oh, dude, there's phone. a million it's, things dude, that come along with that. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying as a, as a former NFL quarterback, I have faith that he can lead a team. Yeah. Now, there's a million other things, like to your point, that come along with being a goddamn head coach. Um, but I, I would think in front of a camera, which is important for a head coach, and leading men, yeah. All the other stuff, I got no idea. So am I good with it? I don't know. Can he do it? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. he could do it. Or can mm -hmm. they do it? Can they do that? Yeah, they could do that. Will it will it work? I have no idea. No right. Idea. And and let's so, also put in let's also put in the factor that this is a bad football team. So like if Bill Belichick went there, they're not gonna go and win twelve games all of a sudden. Okay. I'm still so kind of upset just, that they didn't give uh Cully another year. 
I, I, I totally agree. I thought he did a fantastic – that team played hard every all the way down to the oh end, last God. game of the season. And I'm sorry, if you're a, a, a ridiculously bad team talent-wise, but you're – this was like the Brian, Brian Flores argument for the last couple of years. Like you're a bad team, but yet you're fighting your balls off week in and week out. That's dude. saying something, dude. When you're a losing team but playing hard every week, that's the coach. The Dan Campbell that's effect with coach. Detroit? Yes, yes. I, I don't and David Culley had Houston playing as hard as Dan Campbell had Detroit playing all the way through the season. Did they get blown out a couple times? Sure, but they're a bad football team. Yeah, they're not talented. Of course, I was going to. They're not happen. talented enough. But dude, dude they played they, hard every week. They set him up to fail. They thought Tyrod Taylor was going to give him something. He missed like four, like twelve weeks. Yeah. This rookie out of the third round plays his ass off. You might have know you, you might have found something there, like stepping in shit. Yeah. Cooks had a great year, wide receiver. You got some rookies that showed some some life, and their defense played hard, played every hard, snap, and that comes from flying around. From, yeah, I I agree with you totally. It's a it's a bit of a disappointment to me. I think it was the wrong call, and uh, I guess what's also a disappointment is no one else even. I don't know. I don't believe that. Now I don't know. He. I remember when he got hired with Houston. He said this will be my last coaching job. So I don't know if he was looking to get hired again. But nobody even gave him last head coaching job or like coaching. I think he general. said after this he'll be done. He's not a young fella. He's been yeah. around for a while. Plus, he got about $24 million buyout, so that doesn't suck. Go play golf, bro. Enjoy the rest yeah, of your life. <laughs> yeah, You know, the hell What's with the all that aggravation. We'll deal, deal with this circus. Oh, screw that, right? So, speaking I don't know. Of, speaking of circuses. Your boy. James Harbaugh. Ooh, yeah, yeah. My good Lord. So, as you know, I had really – and all my buddies would text me, are you suicidal? He's going to leave? I go, guys, we knew one day down the road this was going to happen. He was going to mm-hmm. flirt with the NFL again. He had to have beaten Michigan State, uh, Michigan, well, Ohio State, and win the Big Ten for it to be somewhat of a success. Somewhat of you could sleep a night leaving Michigan. At least, did it, at least you did it once. Yeah. You did it. Nine coaching openings, and I believe – Two and a half, maybe we're interested. Maybe. Um, I really would have had no issues. If what were the two and up. a half? Obviously, Raiders, Minnesota, the Raiders, Raiders, Bears, Bears. Bears that would have been a good they fit. Had a, they had a quick conversation, then it was nah. Who and who that, was the nah first? Uh, I believe it was Harbaugh. Harbaugh I was a no, thank you. But then it was no thank you from the Inter- Raiders. Interesting because he played against Justin Fields. And got coached, chewed up. That's what I meant. His yeah. team played yeah. against Justin yeah. Fields. So. Played, played for the Bears, coached against Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's interesting. Interesting. I, that he, I didn't. I didn't realize that he had like, or there was interest there. Yeah, it would have been a great fit. Very, very quick. Would have been a great fit. Um. So I would have had no issues if Jim wanted to move on. I just didn't love the timing of it. Yeah. Because now you're putting Michigan in a horror, horror and and the candidates out there weren't great. And if they if they they probably would have hired within this year. To keep the class, keep maybe the staff around, but then that's not great. The whole thing's kind of clunky at that. Yeah, point. February third, yeah. it's not great. So him coming back, I like it. You got you got to apologize to a lot of people. You got to mend some fences, but dude, that'll be worked. Out. That'll be fixed. Sure. From the Viking standpoint, now, now I don't know what you've heard. Nine hour interview with him as well. Nine I, hours. I think he went in cocky as all hell, thinking. Like Jim oh, Harbaugh. Th- this is my <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my job. I know the GM from the Niner days. Ah. I, it's a formality. 
we're just going to pull shit. We're going to go to dinner, and they're going to yeah, yeah, give yeah. me an offer, and I'm going to take. That, my friend, did not happen. I heard halfway through, they asked him about what happened in San Francisco, and he got fired up and pissed off. Now, you can't – you got to expect this guy. They're going to do all their – dot their I's, cross their T's here. Yeah. Um. Now – I don't know who got I don't know who got pissed first and like was like oh I'm not I'm I'm no longer interested or this is gonna work out maybe maybe mutually um I don't know I heard some stuff maybe he wanted Kirk Cousins gone and they couldn't afford to get rid of him yet at this point yeah how you gonna do that who do you got in place also, also listen I'm a Michigan guy Torbo's fucking weird yeah the Vikings might have been like uh you Too know this me. is this is yeah. there this is gonna be. I don't want to go two, three years, and then he goes, oh, I want to go back to college, or I want to go retire, or what? Who knows? Right. So, I'll let you add on to this, bro. It just there, it seemed to be you – know, you want to talk about, like, weird fits? I always thought the Vikings was odd to me. Yeah, like, so that's where I was going to go with this totally, is that it just never seemed like the right fit to me. I don't know. Some, <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid and petty, but even, like, the colors. Like, I don't yeah, know. I just, no, I just I, don't see Jim Harbaugh with purple and yellow. Yeah, hey, Barney, what, uh, how are you just, doing? I don't see him as a Minnesota guy. Um, yeah, like you could see, you could obviously see him in the Bears. He's worn it. You could see sure. him in the black and silver, like Raiders. Yeah, kind of like nutty, <laughs> in so, your face, so fuck true. off kind of attitude. <laughs> Minnesota, a Viking. I don't. I just. I never got it. Not that it wouldn't have worked. It's you know, you have a quarterback period. in place. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, it Dude, just never seemed wanna, like a good. You want to run the ball? You got Dalvin Cook, good offensive line. Absolutely. Now, and the defense North, needed like, some work. The defense still needed more work, did. but um, but then you could have brought in Vic Fangio. It's your guy from the and, Niners. So you, what else could have made that interesting is if Aaron Rodgers did leave. Correct. Now that the would, division would is up for grabs. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been interesting. But I just never saw it as a great fit. So I wasn't. So I, I didn't realize it was really that close, though. So my first day talking to some buddies. Well, when you get on the plane, you're you get off of the job. You're taking it. That's my opinion. Yeah. So my buddies last night were like, "Dude, you happy?" Like I go, "I'm happy for like this year, but I gotta be honest with you. Do you trust the guy? I know he's called. I know he's. I, he called the AD and was like, "Listen, don't worry about me doing this again. That's it. I'm I'm comfortable." And maybe he that doesn't knows mean that. Anything, no. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Nick Saban, two days before he was going to yeah. Bama, he was at Miami. Golf. No, it means nothing. That means nothing. Um, he goes, no, I'm not doing this every year. I want to be at Michigan as long as you'll have me. Blah blah blah. But dude, you got to go to high school kids' living rooms. That's the difference. And with, you don't think that's going to be the first thing they yeah, bring up to you? That's the difference with college, right? When you put you when you dip your toe into the NFL waters, now it's like, well, is this guy going to be here? In the NFL, that doesn't matter. Like, if a guy's got a contract, he's got a contract. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter. And money talks a lot of times. So, but in college, boy, does that make a big ass difference. So, from Michigan Insiders, I heard that their big recruiting pitch this year or all last year was don't commit to a coach, position coach, head coach, commit to the school, commit to the education, commit to your peers, and whatever happens. And I get it. I get it. But, dude, those guys are it's also, a tough sell, though. They're also <laughs> giving you, they're also building relationships with you. Yeah, it's a tough sell when you got guys like Nick Saban, Debo Sweeney. These are coaches that aren't going anywhere. They're personalities, and you're not sure that your guy's going to be there. Correct. By the way, and you and of, you don't, and you don't think Ohio State and Penn State, Michigan State are going to recruit the shit out of that on you? 
and like, Texas A&M, and that's why I was bringing this up. Yeah. Um, what the hell's the guy's name? That'd be Bobo? Mr. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. I don't know. This might Mike be the first <laughs> first time in 15 years that Alabama didn't have the top recruiting class. Texas A&M, number one recruiting recruiting class in the country. This has a big feeling of Ole Miss a couple years ago, doesn't it? Well, now it's not illegal, right? <laughs> now you could just say, "Yeah, you want to do." Did you see he snapped? Yeah, what did he say? Can you tell me about that? Because I so, didn't see it. Can you so, say what he, what he so, said? So Jimbo Fisher was I'll in, a, in a press conference it. and he kind of went nuts on the media a little bit. But what so, did he say? So Kiffin yeah, and a couple Kiffin and a couple guys in the SEC were like, "Oh man, what a using the NIL packages, huh? You got a little millionaire, a little millionaire, but blah, blah blah." And Jimbo went bananas. Almost kind of like Tomlin did with the USC thing. He kind of spoke too long and too much about it. Yeah. We just go, everything we did is legal. It's uh, oh, we're good. We have a good, we have a good, we have a good um program here anyway in Texas. We're building something great. That helps and end it. He went on and on, raised his voice, started calling people out, calling people names, calling reporters' names. It oh. got a little weird. So <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo. Like Nick Nolte and Blue Chips. Dude, I was like, just going like... to say, hey, Shaq, here's the keys to the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now it's legal, right? I mean, however it's done. Dude, they got to put some – they got to yeah. put, put the reins We got to put some somehow. barriers up somewhere. There's I... got to be some rules put in place, man. It can't just be Dude, the that, fucking Wild West here. That and the transfer portal. We got to pull this totally. thing totally. There's got to be a transfer window Oof. after the season, in the offseason. Maybe it's – Maybe it's you know only during the second semester or something like. Once you're on a team for that season, you need to stay on that team, like for that season at least. And maybe sometime between like the end of the championship game and say like March first or or April first, like you have a three month window to transfer, to say you're going to another school the following year. Like it's it can't be this. It can't be the no, way it's, it's been. It's, where you can leave too, like mid-season. It's too wide open. It's too wide open. It's just the Wild West. And and they go out. from being full control. The NCAA goes from like, you can't get paid, you can't do this, you can't get a job, you can't do anything. And now it's like, whatever the fuck you want to do, go ahead. No problem with us. Yeah. As this to say, it's almost like the NCAA, NCAA is saying to all the media and everyone who is pro player and pro player being paid, saying, yeah. this is what it looks like. How do you like it? Or do you want us to get control back? What do you, you want? You know the movie Necessary Roughness? I think we talked of about course. this a couple weeks. Yeah, we, in our favorite sports movies. Yeah. Dude, they were like banned, man. Like, there were guys playing Iron Man football both ways. The guys kicking guys out of school. Yeah. And now it's just like, hey, whatever you want to do. <laughs> do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Just throwing around millions like it's nothing. Barstool Sports, uh, Portnoy, just saying, give you a million dollars. Go play for Jackson State. And by the way, he should really get his ass involved with Michigan's NIL. That's what he should do. Is he a Michigan um, fan? He's a Michigan he alum. He is, right? He's a Michigan oh, alum. dude, I don't Portland, know. Why yeah. is he on Jackson State? Oh, because he's he's got a relationship with Dion. Dion, Dion worked for him. Yeah. Um, real quick, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Um, oh, I just lost it. Shit. That's a, a CT is a hell of a thing. Um, <laughs> what the hell was I going to say? It was a good one too. You sure about that? No. I don't say something. I'll, it'll come to me. What do you want to talk about? The new Washington football team name? Oh. Do you feel the way you say I, I think you feel the same way. I'm not impressed. XFL, XFL related, huh? It feels very XFL. Um, you, you know, the, for everyone who's out there listening, you're wondering how they come up with that. Trust me when I tell you, this. these names got pulled and pulled and pulled. They throw yeah. names out there and they pull people and they say, do you like this name? Do you not like this name? What would you rather see? They throw out four names and what I know what I was going to say about the other thing. Okay, go ahead. So there was a player 
that was committed to Michigan way back when, decommitted, come into Arkansas. Yesterday, pulls that out and commits to Campbell. What? Not Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Campbell. Campbell University? Yes. What? Now, how do you explain that? Is it NIL related? But what are they going to offer you that Arkansas can't offer you? I guess Arkansas wasn't offering it. You can't – listen, there's 100 guys on a college football team. You can't offer everybody a million. And he's a safety. It's not even like he's like uh, – like, you know, it's like the, the Jamar Adams safety. I don't know. Trade. Maybe it's close to home. I don't Look, know. I, uh, my buddy my buddy Tommy, give him credit. He's a listener. He, he gave me the text. And I'm like, I'm like, that's weird. And I, and I Google it. I'm like – Oh, like Campbell. I thought like Matt yeah. Campbell. Like I'm I've like, heard oh. of Campbell in basketball. Like sometimes Campbell makes the, yeah, they make the NCAA tourney. tournament yeah. sometimes as like the 64 seed. Um, and yeah, it was like 38 awesome. to Kansas on exactly Friday afternoon. Um, so, yeah, the Washington Commanders, I don't love it. They te- they tested this. It's been poll tested, and this is what they came up with. I would have I would have I would have liked to have seen something with Hogs. Yeah, you know that would have been fun. Even I Red think- Hawks, Red Tails, something like. Something, either something red or something with hogs. Warthogs would have been pretty cool because then your fan base that's already kind of in that mindset, it was always like the hogs up front, the linemen and everything. It was kind of who they already were. It would have been a better fit. Um, I don't know. It's just odd. I'm going to have, I I, I think I would have rather stuck with Washington football team than Washington commanders. We'll get used to it, but it is a little. Eventually, eventually. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, you know you, what the you, problem is? The problem is that there was already a tradition with the Redskins. So, like, when a new team comes in and you're like, oh, Carolina Panthers and a Jacksonville Jaguars. Boy, that was really creative. You couldn't come up with anything other than, like, wild cats. <laughs> okay. But whatever. That's all they ever were. So, like, the disappointment doesn't last long because it's just there wasn't anything before it. So, now the problem with Commanders right. is you're comparing it to Redskins, and it sucks compared to Redskins. And it's it always going to suck compared to Redskins until everybody that knows Redskins dies. So like they're kind of screwed for like seventy years. What would you have? What What were you thinking? Uh, as well, the, they had the their name. choices out there, but I didn't. I frankly, I didn't love any of the choices that were out there either. Um, you know, when the Washington hockey team didn't they go with the or no, it was the Ottawa. It was like the Senators. I always thought the idea of like Senators because I think I don't know. I just. I didn't like. I didn't like. How about the admirals or like admirals or senators, like something? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I love any of them because you're comparing it to Redskins. You know what? I like Redskins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so did pretty much everybody else, and that includes uh, Indian uh, Native yeah, Americans. Absolutely. Most of them actually did. It was a small mm-hmm. minority that didn't, which is makes it even dumber. But whatever. That's enough talking about that. Um, I think that's all we got, right? 54s, man. Hey, what are you watching this weekend? Well, I'm not going to watch. You're watching it right now. I'm not. I'm watching a little golf. Man, this is where my juices start to get flowing here. February, man. The you're watching Pebble Beach. You're like, oh yes. my god. You're craving that warm weather. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll probably watch some golf, a little pro am. Um, I tell you, I want to try to get in a little bit of college hoops just to get ready for the brackets, but. Dude, I can't sit on a couch all day and watch eight hours of college basketball anymore like I used to. I will give you some college hoops here. I'll give you some. Uh, here's what I'm watching this weekend. Go ahead, and you make the point. We're getting, we're working our way out of football. We have one football game left. Neither of us has been excited about college basketball. I think a lot of it has to do with the one and done has worn us out. 
you can't even tell who's on teams no. anymore. Like, I don't know who's no. on Duke. I don't know who's on Kentucky. I don't know who's on these teams anymore. You know, the days of like Christian Leitner being there well, for the, four years and Bobby bro. Hurley being there and 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 Grant Hill being there. You used, for to, four you used years. to be able to name the starting five on about 12 teams. I, I can't name your 12 players yeah, now. Pa- I hated Georgetown, but Patrick Ewing was on that team for three or four years. Like, yeah. You know, you got used to seeing these guys, and you, you know, St. John's and Georgetown going at it all the time. And I still UConn and Syracuse after yes. that, like yeah. But now with the one and done, you don't even. It's hard to follow a team because you don't even know who's on the team anymore. And COVID killed basketball, college basketball last year. Like you couldn't even follow it, and guys not playing, and now it's just unwashable. But it is that time they're, of year. They're, they're playing Sweet Sixteen games on Tuesday nights. Like, it's what? just bizarre. So they kind of hurt themselves. But it is that time of year. Football's running out. And you got to watch something. Gonzaga versus BYU this weekend. Gonzaga is the number three team in the country, I believe. They're seventeen and two. This was a game that scared people at the end of last year because BYU in the conference tournament against Gonzaga had a big lead against Gonzaga, and Gonzaga came back and won it. And that's how they ended up with a one seed. Gonzaga seventeen and two. BYU seventeen and six. You can is catch that, that game that, on ESPN. Is, is that a late tip? It's an ESPN game, and I think it's a 9 o'clock tip, so it's not not that late, okay? And I talked about this team at the end of last year, and I talked about this player at the end of last year. UCLA. Nope, I'm going to the NBA. Wow. And I'm going – You're going to what? I'm going to the NBA. Yes, they still play in the NBA. Uh, The Memphis Grizzlies are playing Orlando. And now here's the reason why you could watch this, number one. It's a five o'clock start on Saturday, which is odd. So it's like it'll, it won't have any competition if you can get to the game, like if you have the package or if you get it through some streaming apps or whatever, whatever. Memphis is the number three seed in the West right now. I know. This is a good, they're 36 and 18. I told you this was an up and coming team. And why? Because maybe the most exciting young player in the NBA right now resides on this Memphis Grizzlies team, and that's Ja Morant. He is a stone-cold killer. He is a cross between Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant. He kind of has the game of Iverson where it's more like a slashing, driving, short jumper. He's not a great three-point shooter, although he's improving. So his game is very Iverson, but his attitude is very Kobe. He is a cutthroat killer. A killer. And he don't give a shit. Him and some of his teammates were talking shit on LeBron yesterday in tweets and in interviews. They don't care. And they even said afterwards, I'm going to apologize for anything. We're here We're here to win games. Bring it. You want to beat they, us? Bring it. They played the Knicks last night, and he didn't particularly play great. The Knicks just are going in the wrong direction. They're not playing pretty – they're not playing particularly well. So that's a 5 o'clock game on Saturday. And, of course, the Olympics. Are you interested in the Olympics? Not one bit. I like I how, a lot. I, I like the curling a little bit, and I like the bobsledding. About that, man, that's probably it. Yeah. My guess is – at some point, it'll find its way onto the TV because nothing else is on, and I'm flicking through, and it's like, eh, I'll watch this for a couple minutes, but I'm not terribly interested. But listen, if that's your thing, especially some of the lady listeners out there, um, the Olympics are this weekend. Before we – hey, you know what? Do your do your 54s here. Give me, give me that real quick. Number five. Episode 54 in a book. Three-time Super Bowl champ, two-time second-team All-Pro, 2005 comeback player of the year, Patriots linebacker and ESPN analyst Teddy Bruschi. Number four, one of the most underrated players. I remember when you coached me, you loved this, talking about this guy. Five-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, 2000 All-Decade team. He should be in the Hall of Fame, Miami linebacker Zach Thomas. Number three, nine-time All-Star, 1978 World Series champ, three-time saves leader. He's played for nine teams, Goose Gossage. 
Number two, seven-time All-Star, 16 World Series champ, 2016 World Series champ. Part of 300 number save club, current Yankee closer, Haroldis Chapman. And number one, four-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, 2000 Rookie of the Year, 2005 Defensive Player of the Year, 2000 All-Decade Team, Bears Hall of Fame linebacker, Brian Erlacher. Beautiful. I got two facts for you here. Number one, you you didn't know, and number two, I think you might have known. Um, there are 54 countries in Africa. How about that? Nice. That you didn't know that one, right? I did not. And this one you might know. Fewest points ever in an NBA playoff game was the Utah Jazz. They scored 54 points against the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls won that game 96 to 54 on June 7, 19. Uh, 98. How about that? Wow. Wow. How about that? They must, Let have, me throw had this, this they must have had some bad pizza. Yeah, it was 50, 54 points in an NBA playoff game. You're a playoff team. Ugly. And that was that was probably the finals. Because yeah, you're playing I a play- yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty future. Um, before we go, I want to throw this out there. We appreciate you guys listening, and it's been growing every week. Um, we are closing in on 2,500 listeners. Okay, 2,500 listeners. That's 2,500 listeners for you other gym teachers out there like myself who don't do numbers. So we just need to, we ask for your help. Share the video, share the podcast, tell somebody about it. Maybe just send a link to somebody and get us across that 2,500 mark. Pretty unbelievable thinking that just slightly over a year ago, there were zero. And a year later, 2,500 listeners. Pretty incredible. So thank you for that. Thank you, everybody. Keep sharing. Please push that out there for um that's about it you got anything else to go that's it buddy stay safe enjoy getting that uh apartment squared away oh yeah i gotta get to work right now i gotta get to work right now hey for scott bracy <laughs> of course you get no you got no work done <laughs> <laughs> for scott bracy i'm pete colisano you've been listening to bump and run and we'll catch you guys next week later